0: hello and welcome to the morning skate podcast i am matt moody joined by dj mitchell as we are here to welcome in a brand new season so dj uh we spent a lot of time talking to one another about fantasy you know about underdog um doing our live streams and whatnot but this is our first official podcast of the year so uh how you doing um and are you ready for tuesday
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm already drafting an underdog for Tuesday because it never stops. You know, 150 teams in. And the first thing I wanted to do was just get right back to drafting. So I probably max most of those contests, especially early in the season. Um, I can be more excited. It's hockey season. Football's gone. Good. Bye.
0: Yeah. um, This is Sunday night when we are. Uh, recording this, and I am seven drafts away from hitting my 150. Um, I'm nervously sweating that 5% doesn't fill overnight, basically, uh, because if I were to finish a couple drafts short, I would be apoplectic. Um, But it's currently sitting at 95% full with about 600-something drafters needed still. So, um, yeah, you know, it's uh, it's an exciting time. Um, This is where we sort of uh, start to see our uh months of preparation actually come into play so sort of the plan for this episode is you know uh we've covered a lot of stuff throughout the the preseason um on our live streams dj has done about seven to ten minutes for every single nhl team um that if it's not already up all entirely on the pod feed it will be shortly uh there's just a couple episodes that um need to be posted but you know there's like 20 24 or something right now so you know there's plenty of for you to listen to if you want to know oh you know who's new here who's this that the other thing um because you know guess what we're not going to go back through all that that would be a seven hour podcast and I don't think anyone wants to sit through that so um, what we're going to do is we're going to try and boil, boil things down into sort of like our season-long bets, uh, be it like, you know, the actual team levels, Stanley Cup, uh, anything that stands out to us on, in that regard, as well as some player-related stuff, is like the, the awards and some player props. We'll just comb through those and basically talk about how we foresee the 2023-2024 NHL season playing out. Um, final note, I did post what I consider to be my season preview on the uh, primary points newsletter. So please be sure to check out uh, my pinned tweet Um, for the link to the newsletter. It's basically going through team by team. Uh, My preview of basically like how could a specific player, the team in general fail Um, using underdog is sort of like the the reference point but obviously it's pretty generalized um so i'd highly encourage you to check that out as well for like more in-depth thoughts but uh, anyway dj anything you want to add before we get into uh some of our overall team level takes
1: no there's there's a lot of content already out there there's a lot more every night everything's gonna there's gonna be a lot coming to you so so um no let's just get right into it we can just yeah wherever you want to start
0: All right. So, I mean, I I really think it makes sense to just sort of start on the actual cup odds themselves, because, you know, at some point, like, yeah, we can build up to it by going division by division, yada, yada. But, you know, odds are a team that we like for the Stanley Cup are, you know, they're going to be teams that we are at least uh, considering for, like, divisional, for the number one seed, um, for, for things like that. So. I say, let's start with the Stanley cup odds. Um, I know you've spent a lot more time looking at these than I have. Um, were there any that sort of stood out to you just at a team level, as far as like, Oh, the market's just underestimating uh, this team and how good they are.
1: I mean, there's a few from the Puck Luck model and actually one that we haven't gotten to yet that I'll, I'll spoil. Cause I think, yeah, it'll be with the last, last ones. Um, so, I mean, I didn't bet any of them and the majority uh, the model just doesn't believe is like, like basically like um I'm trying to think of a good example. It's, it's kind of like picking PGA golfers to win in And maybe the same respect where like the odds are clearly not meeting actual, like, you know what I mean, Matt, is there a better way to describe that or explain it?
0: I mean, the futures market has a lot of hold, so you need a pretty sizable edge to, to actually be plus yeah. EV. Yes. yes. I, I think that's the way to frame it.
1: There you go. It- yeah. But you use better wording. Exactly. So a lot of them just, they, cause the model isn't going to do that. So like, it's just saying like, Oh, well artists, it doesn't. Um, a couple that stood out weirdly, one of them was Winnipeg. And I think it's just because the goaltending it's like, if hella bug, if they get in the playoffs, like, you know, it kind of gives them an edge. Uh, I found that interesting. I've been burned by Winnipeg time and time again. And I feel like the market and the public are very low on them. So that was interesting to see. Um, i on the other hand like if i was going to actually and i just honestly i i i'm not i'm not betting any of these i just don't really think i want to tie up my money just to get hurt again um i kind of thought the stars were interesting uh and yeah those were the main two stars and 50 to 1 winnipeg those were kind of the two i had penciled down
0: yeah stars what at about 14 you? to 1 so vegas is 12 to 1 to repeat yeah 42, um, yeah thanks i've been Edmonton 10 to 1 uh, the favorites Carolina 8 to 1 New Jersey 9 to 1 Toronto 9 to 1 and then Colorado 10 to 1 Um, you know I I personally don't think any of those are are great like if I were going to head probably would say the Maple Leafs Um, but you know I I certainly don't trust them as far as they can throw them. so i'm looking for a bit more of a long shot true upside um personally and i think i don't know when you said oh you know i haven't gotten to this one yet obviously i was biased only a handful of teams because i know what teams come late in the alphabet but are we sure the capitals are the eighth worst team in the nhl like you know based on these odds they are and like it's very um it's very unlikely but like if Nick Backstrom is close to the player he was before his debilitating injuries, you know, they uh, won't fare well with him more than likely. But like between Backstrom, you know, Carlson might even get a boost with and Dean as a reliable partner. Um, Ovi turns back the clock, you know, he's chasing the goals record. Like this team is incentivized to win if only because like they need Ovi to score goals. And so, you know, they have a reasonable goalie situation if Darcy Kemper. If any Kuznetsov could easily bounce back, you know, to being the star player he was when they won the Stanley Cup. Connor McMichael coming in. Like and? there are actually. Oh, sorry. Go go ahead. Nope, nope,
1: nope, nope, nope. I, I'm just waiting for you to say the another player, but keep going.
0: Um, well, it also seems like uh if Ivan uh uh what's what the hell is his name? Um Marosh-Nen- Maroshninenko. I I know how to spell his name because of the preseason but I don't know how to say it um but I think uh, basically
1: yeah
0: yeah sure um in any case they actually have young pieces that like seem like they could contribute um and so it's just like a little bit strange to me to see Washington at 80 to 1 behind teams like Detroit you know Nashville like what is the path to those teams having true upside this season? I don't know. Um, like, I, I just think Washington, we've seen it and like, you know, it, it seems like we're on the better end of a bunch of injuries from their roster. And uh, you know, that that's a long shot. There's a couple other markets where I think it's slightly more tangible to like actually get paid off there rather than 80 to one on the cup um but like i was very surprised to see that just coming in because again i'm not really focusing on like the team level odds and stuff and i was just sort of like yeah like they're probably outside of the bubble but they're going to be priced more like the, the islanders or the senators than you know than the flyers <laughs> and they're like you know closer to the flyers than the senators percentages wise so um anyway that was just one uh any yep. any major thoughts there or should we move to uh, some other markets.
1: I was just hoping you'd say something kind about Tom Wilson. That that was what I was trying to prime you for. But I, I, mean, I guess he's I could Literally,
0: yeah, he's absolutely irrelevant. So yeah, that
1: Tom Wilson could okay. be. Okay, I know. Uh, I just wanted to try. I just wanted
0: to. He he could lead the NHL in hits, and it would not matter to their Stanley Cup odds. So it's just like I don't really give a shit about Tom Wilson, and I think yeah, he sucks. No, so there we I,
1: go. I just yeah, I I think you're better off. I I agree though. Like. If you're going to make a bet on the cup, like be bold, most of the ones that are, you know, top of the list, like eight to one in Carolina. Like you're gonna tie up money all year on a bad bet, like just to try to be right. And you're very likely not going to. I don't like it. So yeah, I'd rather go crazy like that. Like I I might I'm almost convincing myself to put like 10 bucks on Winnipeg just to just to say I did it. You want to see someone do something um, stupid
0: winnipeg is a favorite to make the playoffs wait what they're minus 145 yeah, to make the yeah. playoffs on DraftKings,
1: and then 50 to one win the what? cup yeah i think that that was i think that's why it stood out in the model was because it's like huh and then like you think like what does it take to win the cup um i mean you know i, I think it's a little um, overblown that like oh anyone can win the cup like whatever i get that but like if a goalie goes absolutely crazy, you could win the cup, and Connor Hellebuck could do that. So it's kind of like okay. So we think they might be in, which is odd, right? You know, I'm, like I, I thought that uh-huh. was a bit strange too. Um, what? It's like why sorry, fifty my, my, to one? Like they have goals? Yeah, scored. my yeah.
0: My brain cannot comprehend this. I, I'm so confused. Um, hold on. I, help me help me figure out what do the Winnipeg Jets do better than the other teams that they're competing with in the Western Conference because like we have to assume that Colorado Dallas and Minnesota are going to be that the three teams from the central like you know you don't have to assume that but like I, are, is Winnipeg really better than Nashville St Louis Seattle Calgary Vancouver San Jose I mean I guess San Jose is where you draw the line Arizona like are we sure Winnipeg is this much better than those teams to beat out all but one of those teams, I guess, to make the playoffs as a wild card? Because um, plus 115 on the no actually seems okay.
1: Well, I'm going to be bullish on Winnipeg again okay. because I well, love I mean, you could, and I believe in Gabriel could, Velarde.
0: Well, you could bet both. You could literally bet no to make the playoffs and, like, 50 to one to win the cup and i'm pretty sure you can like actually say both are plus ev bets if you know if they're true odds yeah. to make the playoffs are 50 50 like you know like you're, you're yeah, making up no, you're making a pretty that good bet exactly way, is
1: so. yeah that's the theory
0: okay well
1: yeah yeah anyway. no i i don't i don't i do not understand the 50 to one but yeah we can move on i i that was like i'm glad i got back to that point though because people are probably like winnipeg dj shut the hell up and then you like but that was what i realized too it's like huh seems weird um nothing really else there uh i didn't have any thoughts on conference winner but did did you want to just mention divisions or
0: yeah i think um i'm pretty uh i don't know if bullish is the right word but i'm very interested in nashville this season like um I, i I want to know what the team looks like truly under Andrew Brunette. Like if they're just going to be, you know, the, the same old like Barry Trotz predators where like they're playing defensively, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, I am not sure that there's enough juice there to, to really make it worth uh, make it worth anything, but getting them at like these odds when the team's in ahead of them, I just don't think are that like rock solid, like Colorado, and Dallas, like they're very top heavy. Um, and so Nashville at 18 to one to win the central, I think there's a bit of upside there. Like, especially if we're saying, you know, if I'm saying Winnipeg is like overvalued in the market, then clearly one of the teams in that division are, you know, like I should value them higher because, you know, Winnipeg's taking up more equity than I think they should um in nashville with roman yossi you know i i think tyson berry has his merit and i think he's a perfectly serviceable power play quarterback where they haven't really had a second unit guy or you know they could really unlock yossi on the top unit too if they wanted to put them both together i think that's a perfectly acceptable use of 2d on the top power play um but we saw last season you know when forsberg went out tommy novak stepped up big time luke evangelista um they have thomasino like uh, presumably um and like it's a matter of them actually using these guys to like you know to to some end cody glass uh, another name that like actually showed up toward the later half of the year um basically like once they let ekholm go they didn't really do much but i sort of saw it and now you know trotz comes in and he basically you know strips it down to the studs and brings it o'reilly like What if, like, what if Roman Yossi has another Norris-caliber season? What if Philip Forsberg kind of says, yeah, I'm really freaking good and you all forgot this because I've been hurt, um, and just kind of puts the team on his back? Like, I think he might be able to have enough help. So I guess Nashville's, like, a team that I'm very interested in just because, like, one, for fantasy, we know where the production comes from. But two, I think with the new coach and brunette and, like, an entirely new system in general, Like, you know, they might be able to use Saros to a better benefit and just say, like, look, Saros, we're going to leave you hanging sometimes. But, like, if you can get the job done, this could be a this could be the Sabres. Like, it literally could like, you know, the flying up and down the ice scoring goals and with actual goaltending, whereas the Sabres didn't have that last year. So, like, you know, when Colorado and Dallas are at the top of the division, I'm not that worried because they're each, you know, one down season really away from being perfectly in you know within sights of some of these worst teams in the division so um any other nashville thoughts or any other uh, hot takes you want to get off your chest since it feels like i'm just spitting fire here
1: yeah you said everything perfect Nashville's great uh the easiest bet i mean i already made it for youth, youth to throw at any time have 60 plus saves in the game done <laughs> 25 bucks yeah let on fire but like I I, uh, I, 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 the reason is, is because like it, hap- it happened last year, and like I think they're gonna be more fun this year. So like, why not?
0: I, I do like that. That's uh, that's pretty interesting. Um, yeah, I, I actually pers- I don't think I have that market myself, which uh, is, is kind of strange, but um, it's in know, season the
1: specials, matter. and it, it, did, you see it? Those in season specials, player specials. If if you're looking. Um, at home, and also Matt, if you're looking trying to look right now, I, I think it should be there for you.
0: Oh, it's way at the bottom. Okay, yeah, I love it. The one. okay,
1: wait, yeah, 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 it's, it's the last one. I just love the the mm-hmm. top one might is 175, but can to record five points in any game. It's like minus 175,
0: yeah,
1: five, I yeah, I don't know,
0: I have no idea. That's, There's a that's, lot of that's interesting random stuff on there. Jack Eichel to ever have a hat, a lot of plus random stuff i don't know well I, I guess we'll i guess we'll come back to it um all right so yeah sorry uh, two and a half to one to
1: get 50 and then 25 for 60 but okay okay all right, back to you
0: two and a half to one for 50 that feels like it's <laughs> oh that feels like it's almost guaranteed they play carolina at least once right um yeah i don't know that's yeah. interesting right, let's let's come back to it when we talk about players though so um okay other other markets we have are one seeds in each conference um i think getting a western team is pretty good value i again i'm not that high on colorado and dallas myself and they're plus 350 so edmonton plus 300 vegas at plus 500 if you have a lean there i would i think both of those are pretty solid uh, pretty solid Vegas was the number one overall seed last season um so those seem pretty good uh anything in the east I mean you know I I don't know like uh Buffalo at 50 to one like anything like that like stand out to you for either seedings or just points in general or anything like that
1: I mean I didn't bet anything I I don't know I looked through it I I just think I'm out on all these like There's a couple of things in the divisions like in general, just specifically the division, but that I, I considered, I guess, but I don't know. Again, it's like, I'm not going to, I just don't think I'm going to do it.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, the, the, uh, let's see. There was one of these team head to head matchups that I thought was kind of interesting. Um, Oh, Florida versus Tampa. Um, so like there's a market, that the, the spread is pretty insane. It's minus 180 for Florida and plus 145 for Tampa. So like, you know, somewhere in the middle, there's a lot of room in the middle. So it might not be the best uh odds to like, you know, uh, go in on. But I was looking at this and like, I just don't, I mean, yeah, Tampa has Vasilevsky injuries to deal with, but Florida has Aaron Eckblad, Brandon Montour. Apparently now Sam Bennett is like week to week to start the year. Like Florida is very much hurting as well. Um, obviously, Tampa was just straight up better than Florida last year too. So, like plus one forty five on Tampa seems pretty good. Um, so I'm not sure if uh, if anyone has like an actual model to test that with. Maybe I can. Maybe we can throw Jay a DM or something to to try and run out the simulations. Uh, just like for the specific market. Uh, but I thought that was relatively interesting um, just because it is plus 145, it gets you some decent odds. Um, yeah, and then uh, Edmonton versus Toronto as a straight pick, I, I do like Toronto there, not gonna lie. Um, but yeah, th- those are two that stood out to me. Um, or you could do so some cool. toilet bowl, you know,
1: um, okay, yeah. That- I have, I have one in there. I like, okay. uh, I, I, Montreal minus one Oh five to be better than Chicago minus minus one twenty five. Like I think the Chicago team is going to be really bad. still. I, man, yeah, I don't, I, I don't like find that. them. I I think I, I get the hype around Bedard, but like, even if he hits, like, what is his exact ceiling anyways? Right. Like 90 points. I mean, what do you think? Like, I mean, maybe, maybe I'm even going a little bit low. Like it, it's hard to really categorize it. Um, but I still don't um, know if that's enough for this team to be better than Montreal. Like maybe, maybe, but like this Montreal team is not as bad as you'd think, I would say.
0: Uh yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, you know, something that I'm watching pretty closely is, you know, I, I um Slefkovsky looks to start the year alongside Kirby Doc. And like Doc was actively good last season. Um they you know, they used him up on the top line for a bit. Um, but on his, you know, like on his own, he was actually pretty solid last season. So like, if Slavkovsky is like a decent player, like, yeah, there's already so much more in place for Montreal right now than there is for Chicago. Like Chicago has, you know, Seth Jones and Taylor Hall and Bedard and that's about it. Um, you know, Montreal has dudes that have been NHL producers in the past. So, um, yeah, getting them at like reduced odds is, is kind of wild to me. So that, that's a good catch by you there. Um, okay. I think that's everything from a team by team standpoint, if, you know, this isn't the most official of a podcast. So if anything pops up, we, we can circle back to it. But the other thing we were going to do is talk about each of the awards um, that are listed for, for me and, uh pa i'm honestly pretty sure the jack adams is on DraftKings sportsbook but i can't see it here maybe it's not but um the others that we we're going to talk about the rocket the heart the Vezina, the norris the calder and the selkie um so dj please do consult the uh powerpoint that i sent you since you can't help. see these in new york okay um all ready to go let's start with the I'll start with the heart trophy. Uh, I I feel like starting with the Rockets kind of strange. Um, So starting on the heart with Connor McDavid at minus one Oh five. I mean, basically it's McDavid versus the field. That's like a straight 50, 50. Um, Does that sound right to you? I mean, like, does it feel like McDavid should be even more of a favorite? Like what's your outlook uh, going into the year?
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it kind of feels like you're betting on McDavid staying healthy. Cause I think if he plays all 82 or, you know, even probably 80 or, you know, if he plays 75, like, I don't even know, like he's, yeah. I, but I do think he's that level above the field that like, so basically mm-hmm. you're betting, if you're betting McDavid, you're saying I'm betting on health. Um, and if you're betting against McDavid, he's probably missing more than 10 games. Um, so do you want to work on either assumption or like, I, I mean, I think you're, you're I think. I would just bet on McDavid because I just don't really know how to factor in a potential injury. Like that just sounds stupid to me, but I'm willing to yeah. listen to any other player uh, for sure because injuries are very random. Sure. So um, I feel like I, 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 mean, I feel like I know who you. I feel like I know who you're gonna say. I feel like I know it.
0: Well, if I'm looking at, Can someone, I guess I don't who you want would you, pick? Tell me. Yeah, go for
1: it. I feel like you're gonna say Kucherov.
0: Jeremy, um, I, I, I was, think you're gonna.
1: I think you're thinking Guteroff. Yeah, yeah, that's.
0: I heard you. I heard you. Um, yeah, I like that okay. one. I was actually gonna go further on the board. Um. Jack Eichel is 75 to one. Like we just saw this dude pull off the Smythe, like, you know, get, get robbed of the Smythe. You know, it was not like March wasn't great, but you know, who's, who's kidding. Uh, or you, you would be kidding to, to try and tell me that Jonathan March was better than Jack Eichel. And, um, you know, March still got the goals, but Eichel was unstoppable in the postseason. season. Um, you know, I'm not worried about Vegas at all going into the season. They were remarkably Similar as far as their turnover. They basically uh (laughs) they lost Riley Smith and that's it. And like I really like Riley Smith, but like, you know, when that's the big piece you lose from a cup winning team, I feel like you're in a good position to run it back. This team was the one seed last year. Like, yeah, they did it through a bit of a more committee approach. Um, but you need to remember Eichel was coming off of that, you know, that neck surgery. Um, and so like he didn't have a ton of games with Vegas under his belt. He's got a full season now. You know full season and uh, postseason with Vegas. Um, we, we know what their offense will look like and how it will run through him. Getting him at 75 to one with guys like Brady Kachuk, Rupe Hintz, Braden Point, Jordan Kyrou, Artemi Panarin like that's kind of offensive because, like, you know, Braden Point, we just mentioned Kudrov, like, he's almost certainly going to get it if you know, if Tampa's like yeah. uh, president's trophy team and beats out McDavid, uh, Rube hints like Jason Robertson, come on, like Ruby hints is now winning this over Jason Robertson. Give me a break. Um, Brady Kachuk. like, yeah, you know, maybe, but <laughs> it, it, taking a team that's 10th in the East versus like the number one seed in the West last year, like Jack Michael, I think is just, you know, better odds. So, um, I like Eichel as far as a long shot that won't surprise anyone who's a longtime listener of the pod, but um, yeah, that one, that number just stood out to me pretty in a big way. So anyone
1: else? Yeah, there's, there's two um, kind of, you know, going back to your Nashville rant in 75 to one on Soros, like if they actually were to like compete in that division or something and, you know, like get over a hundred points, he might actually, but they just never give it to goalies. So it's hard for me to actually yeah. want to put my money on that. Um, and then I think Posternak is the other one where it's like, we literally basically just saw the season he had last year. Um, like how much yeah. of that, of his performance last year, could you really attribute to Bergeron or, like you know, or crazy really for that matter? I don't think it's as much as the public. So like if Boston gets back to, you know, the great goaltending, great defense and Posternak you know, pretty similar to last year. McDavid misses some time. Boston goes for 105 plus points. I think they just give it to him. So that would be my favorite pick on the board is Pasternak. Yeah.
0: The the narrative would be pretty strong there too because it's like, oh, you know, Pasternak gets his team now, blah, yep. blah, 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 like, you know, and it's same deal, honestly, of Kucherov. It's like, oh, well, you know, maybe this is all forgotten by the time, that you know, by the time March rolls around. But like I could totally see a world where it's like, oh wow, Tampa is leading the division. Like Kucherov has hundred and ten points again, and you know, guess who got them through the lean months without you know with Jonas Johansson as the starting goalie. Like yeah, it was Kucherov who had twenty five points in fifteen right. games and just sort of you know ups his uh, Q status around the league. So um, yeah, I, I like I like those. Um, certainly, uh, kind of interesting to see Matthews at sixteen to one versus McKinnon at nine to one, but. You know, maybe that's just the uh, the fact that McKinnon's likely to get more assists. I don't know. Um, but I don't think there's any super long shots that I'm all that interested in here. It's, it seems pretty straightforward when it's, you know, McDavid has such a high number that, like, we're, we're really fishing from an elite tier. Um, or else just, you know, something yeah. has gone terribly wrong in the simulation. So um, let's take that over to... Uh, to the Rocket Richard then, um, where kind of surprisingly, Connor McDavid is the favorite here again, and like obviously, McDavid won it last year, so like you know, I, you know, I fool me once, to, sort of thing. Um, but Connor McDavid at plus two twenty versus Matthews plus five fifty, Drysaddle plus seven hundred, Pasternak plus nine hundred. I mean, Pasternak at plus nine hundred feels kind of ridiculous. Um, I guess I'm just not sure how much McDavid goal scoring we can really pick up and carry into this season. Like, I don't know. I'm just a little leery at, at McDavid's number here. It just, this isn't what McDavid is. He's not the best goal scorer in the league, if you ask me. So um, do, do you feel the same way? Is there anyone here that you are interested in?
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, again, I kind of go back to Pasternak myself. He's, someone I'm still very, very high on. And like, you look at what he did last year and what his, his, you know, the sportsbook have him at this year. And it's just like night and day. I just, I don't, I mean, sportsbook have him for 93 and a half over under a points. It's like, I don't know. I think he, like, that's one of my favorite overs on the board. So I can go back to him for goals. Um, other than that. Yeah. I mean, I think it's Pedersen and Caulfield. Those two stand out. I just don't know if I could actually pull the trigger on Caulfield yet. I want to, mm-hmm. like, my, in my heart, it wants to, but I just, again, I can't actually see a scenario where he scores fifty, and it's just going to take fifty at least. It might take more, so I'm a little bit higher on Pedersen. I think right now, just in a vacuum, because the team is just has a lot more weapons around him as well, and if he does really become more of a focal point of the power play, which he should be. And it seemingly like would happen when JT Miller wouldn't be an idiot and take ten shots into pads. Like I could see that fifty to one being something that later in the year is like it, it is a three man race, and Pedersen's right there. So I, that's mm-hmm. my lean is, is Elias Pedersen.
0: So, what if I told you you could get the man who led the NHL in expected goals last season at a hundred to one? Would you be interested?
1: It's all pretty pretty joke
0: yeah Brady Kachuk learns how to score goals from inside of the goaltender like standing on top of the goalie maybe riding on his shoulders like a piggyback style um Brady Kachuk pots 60 you know gets it um everyone else sort of has a tough year um you know it's it's something especially if you're on this like Ottawa's gonna be better than Buffalo type bandwagon like somebody's going to need to score at a ridiculous rate for for Ottawa to be far better than the Buffalo Sabres. Like, you know, that's just, I think how that's needing to happen. And with the book saying like, Oh, you know uh, uh, what's, what's his face or what's the, uh, I think it's minus 125 Ottawa. Well, it's minus 125 Ottawa versus Buffalo straight up this season. So like minus 105 on the Sabres, minus 125 on Ottawa. And like, I get it with you know Chikrin and Chabot and Sanderson uh, on the back end. Maybe you don't need a full amount of offensive explosion to get there. But if you're someone who's on this Ottawa bandwagon, I mean, you're going to need Brady Kachuk to score. And maybe he doesn't lead the league, but man, he is a very, very high platform to work from. Because if he manages to figure out how to score goals, then, you know, for sure, 100-1 could look like a joke. Because, you know, what are expected goals if not to measure future goal scoring. So I don't think I'm doing it. You know, that's not really something I'm super interested in because I don't think Ottawa's going to be that much better than last season. Um, but if you do, I think that's one easy way to, uh, you know, try to take advantage from a long shot perspective. Um, I really like your Elias Petterson take, I do think, uh, without Bill Horvath, the power plate will run more through Patterson stick, which, you know, could be good yep. for his, uh, rocket. I think it's better for his Art Ross candidacy, honestly. Um, but, you know, that's obviously getting into the McDavid gets hurt territory, um, which probably is why that market isn't listed on the sports books. So um, anyone really deep down the board stand out to you? Wow. Really deep down the board.
1: Mm. I'm trying to go to the page two and look if nah, I mean, honestly, not for you. I, I, there's guys here I mean there's certainly our players but I don't know if any of them like yeah this is this is I think it's gonna be a no for me I mean is there one that stands out to you
0: no no I'm I'm good I was um like I don't think the freaking leading the NHL in goals is uh, of interest but I was looking to see if Joe Pavelski made made an appearance here just because like you know what if the power play runs to him a bit more as far as like just we know how good he is that front and tipping and deflection and whatnot um but maybe he'll have like a player market available um but he doesn't have a a line here so yeah not 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 nothing that i was uh gonna follow up on so uh let's move from there to let's do the norris um so, given to the top defender, we have Kael McCarr at plus 195, Adam Fox plus 500, Rasmus Dahlin plus 800, and Miller Heiskanen plus 1400. Uh, also at plus 1400 are Quinn Hughes and Charlie McAvoy. Um, so, DJ, can Adam Fox overcome his lack of counting stats to beat out the Kael McCarrs, Rasmus Dahlins of the world? You know, we know Adam Fox has fallen in fantasy drafts. Um, and lately the Norris has just basically been given to the guy who has the most points award. Um, so what are your thoughts there? Yeah, no, it,
1: honestly, this is like, it's really is quite interesting. you like Charlie McAvoy at like the fourth best odds, um, tied with Quinn Hughes and Miro Heiskin. it's like, you just don't picture those maybe like, at least I don't picture those players as like the same mold. Um, it, it, yeah no this is this is pretty fun i mean kale McCarr himself with saying like i'm not 100% so i get not going with him you know yeah. i think he is fine he's going to play but he's like yeah like i just i won't be 100% whatever he still might be the best defenseman in the world that's fine um i think i i get a little crazy here so i think if you're trying to play absolute lunacy there's two options, okay? Are you ready for these two? I'm ready. I think Zach Wrenski is probably the craziest I'd go at about hundred to one, I believe. Um, That's hot. Yeah, I, mean, I think this Columbus team is 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 bad, but like, I think Zach Wrenski is very, very, very good, and I also think this Columbus team, where they're bad, is just defensively and in net. And, Nanette. and it, it, you know, I'm, it's so easy to just say the Sharks last year. Eric Carlson, all that. I know it does feel eerily similar. And on top of that, I do think that the power play will very much run through Gaudreau and Morensky to find your yeah, Archenko, your line um, maybe even your fantilities to shoot. So I think there's a ton of assist upside there. Whereas he's going to see a ton of ice time, if he's fully healthy, that's probably my favorite one down the board. Is there anyone that you want to mention down the board?
0: Hmm i mean i think i have to mention shade theodore at 150 to one um yeah you know i don't i don't think that's crazy good just because i don't know that he gets enough empty net type points um to not really pull away from the field but um you know 150 to one obviously you don't need to have a ton of confidence in that to realize the uh the equity there um john carlson i mean this 100 range is kind of loaded like you know not i, I like the Renski call for sure um but john carlson 100 to 1 noah dobson 100 to 1 i i think noah dobson's being a bit overlooked um just as far as like the the potential that he has if he gets a monopoly of the like the back end like offensive work for the islanders Um, If Bo Horvat sort of reinvents their power play, if Barzell being back at full strength gets them going, if Dylan Dobson just, you know, evolves as a player because he was really freaking good last year. He took a ton of shots. He had really good point output per minute. Um, And he's only getting better, you know, based on aging curves. So. I think that's an interesting one. Um, if you think that they can sneak in, you know, uh, like, yeah, we saw Carlson run away with it last year, uh, Eric Carlson, just because of how many points he put up, but in most years you're not going to need much more than a point per game, or, you know, you might even be in the discussion with a point per game. And so, um, I think the, you know, the long shots maybe are a bit more valuable here just because there's really not that like Connor McDavid level of, of a player to, Hurdle, especially if you believe Cal McCarr when he tells you, Hey, I'm not feeling my best. Um, so, uh, and Evan Bouchard 35 to 1. Like, what if he scores 30 goals? Like, yeah, it, it's going to be really hard to keep it away from him if he truly uses that power play to his advantage here. Like, I don't get why Jake Chickering is 40 to 1 with Bouchard at 35 to 1. Like, it's just, it, Chickering is not winning this award. So, um,
1: you yeah. uh, I, I I'm I'm like him. Not-
0: Best baller. 50 to 1. Yeah, like that's just, I mean, it's the stupidest bet you could yeah. imagine. Actually, Devontae's might be even worse than that because Bo Byron's probably the number two in a you know, uh, just given Taze's yeah. uh free agent status and, and whatnot. So I don't know. Um I mean,
1: yeah, the the last thing, yeah, the last thing I was gonna mention, and I kind of like I like the John Carlson angle, and I, I know Drew Doughty's already won a Norris. But it kind of feels like if there's a lifetime achievement award that could be given, if he holds the top power play and this top nine is actually as good as people say, like could Drew Doughty just find himself into just this crazy point run and just, you know, lifetime achievement award? Yeah. I mean, I, I still think I like Wurensky more, but I, I think going down the board is the better option here. Is, is Doughty, I've gone too far. Clark's going to take that away. I think that's
0: i Think that's a little, I think that's a little bit aggressive. Like, I mean, just given the other values, there, I think that Drew Doughty's grip on it is more tenuous. And you know, maybe he just gets around sheer time on ice alone and you know, plus minus and whatnot. But, um, yeah, uh, shit, I think I'd do Rasters Anderson at 100 to 1 over Drew Doughty, to be honest. Um, yeah, that might be a okay. Morgan. We can move on though, uh, yeah, yeah, this junk coin. The John Klingberg missing camp thing really has me back in on Morgan Riley for my final 20 best puck drafts. Um, so you know, we'll see. He was pretty good in the playoffs, so Morgan Riley was so like it was kind of a different Riley than we had seen previously. All right, the Selkie, we love defense actually, actually. Yeah, yeah, let's let's do the Selkie and then we'll do goalies last. Um, the Selkie. Nico Heesher, the early favorite for the Selkie plus 350, followed by Mitch Marner plus 650, Patterson 10 to 1, and Barkov 12 to 1. Um, I mean, have you ever placed a Selkie bet in your life? No.
1: It's a made up award. Okay.
0: Okay, great. Um, what if I told you Eric Stahl was 300 to one?
1: I'm I'm running to the bank to pull out a loan <laughs> to bet on the no, the, I, I I have no interest in betting on this, but like If you were to put the gun at my head, I would probably honestly. I feel like I would want it to be like Joel Eriksson eck Like that's who I would be. Like I I actually think this could be a guy that could be this level um, of correct fit. But I know they're gonna give it to like freaking Anze Kopitar. Like I just, you know what I mean? That's what they're gonna do. Like Kopitar is gonna have like seventy two points, and they're gonna the Kings are gonna make the playoffs. They're gonna be like, ah, yeah, Kopitar, perfect. We've done it. Zero, so you're thought. not
0: wrong, I get it. Um, but did you hear awesome ads? He's just killing penalties this year, DJ? yes, but okay. they're
1: not gonna give it to him, okay?
0: okay? Just I know,
1: okay, yep. and and this is and yeah, again, but because should they maybe, maybe,
0: but they won't, okay? Um, it's going to an yeah. old guy, so Ryan O'Reilly 50 to one, got it. Thank you, that's all I needed to know.
1: I solved it for you. You okay. skipped Calder by the way um, too. You want to do Calder first?
0: Uh yeah, it's wait. It's it's in what I sent you, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's but you said true. you said Selkie, and then we'll do goalies last. I see. Yeah, it.
0: no, it doesn't it's not showing up on my DraftKings page right now. So something must have happened. They took they oh. took down the entire market before I could uh, bet anything. So let me consult the PowerPoint then for, for these odds. Um Okay.
1: Yeah. Pull it. Yeah. Pull it up. I was like, that seems weird. Uh, It might just be because some guys got sent down now. Maybe they actually are adjusting it. Cause when I looked at this, I was like, huh, that seems weird. Like didn't, uh, didn't Dustin Wolf get sent down? Like seems weird that he's still higher than like guys that are going to start in the NHL. Um, Well, Dustin, (laughs) Dustin Wolf is still,
0: he's still listed for the Vezina. So I'm not sure if that's it. Uh, yeah i give them way yeah. too much credit
1: i'm still okay. back Coronado so, or Bernard, so there you go
0: okay um yeah there you go so minus 140 for conor Bernard, that just feels like the the answer um barring injury i think he's winning this easily um but Logan Cooley eight to one, Luke Hughes nine to one, Adam Fantilli eleven to one, Devin Levi twelve to one, and then we get to the thirty to one range. So, basically a five man race at this point. Um, for a long, at the top, Luke Hughes is kind of interesting if you know if you consider that these were probably priced with the assumption that he was on the second power play unit, and so far Lindy Ruff has been steadfast in his commitment to using two basically even power play units. Um, so like there's theoretically a chance that Luke Hughes could outproduce Dougie Hamilton, for instance, just because, you know, Dougie's not getting 75% of the power play run. Um, so that number is a bit interesting, and I think would be my lean over Cooley and Fantilli, who don't seem poised to start in premium brawls uh, to start the year. Um, but yeah, i I don't think anyone needs us to explain Matt Coronado to them if you're listening to the offseason best puck stuff. But um do you have anything interesting on Coronado or is it just like, oh, you think he's good and um therefore you're racing the place about on him at 40 to one? Yeah, it's it's the shooting.
1: I mean it the upside that he has, his shot seems just NHL quality right off the off the jump. And they want to include him on the power plays. Well, you know, probably not the power play one, but they I think he'll still spread the wealth a little bit with who's on those units. So I still think he has a pretty premium role, especially compared to everyone else around him. Um, You could, you could convince me of Marco Rossi like at the same price. I think that's the only other guy anywhere even near this range, Um, but it's Bedard, you know, obvious Levi. And then it's, to me, it's Coronado and Rossi.
0: Yeah. um, Did David Juracek break camp with the blue jackets?
1: Yeah, they were tweeting. I gotta double check. I I looked at I looked at that this morning, and I think it wasn't decided yet. Okay, because um, that's not a great sign.
0: What do you mean, not a great sign?
1: That it wasn't like obvious. Like, oh, duh, this guy's obviously on the team. He's been that good. Kind of felt like it was a question mark.
0: Okay, so yeah, final cut down expected to happen on Monday. So we don't know. Um, yeah, and I mean you know I, I don't know if like yeah i guess what i'm interested in is seeing who orensky plays with because it seems like Rob and severson are going to play together um maybe maybe severson plays with orensky but given what i was paying attention to i i didn't see anything like that so if there's a chance that Juracek plays with forensky that would obviously swing things and I'm pretty sure they're both lefties so that, that's not super likely but you know um it's not Mike Babcock so you certainly at least we know that uh under Mike Babcock they would have used a right-handed guy with uh Frensky, given all the Team Canada shit from uh Babcock's reign in, in the Olympics but um otherwise I think that the only other name that I was moderately interested in was um
1: uh, Ivan. Who? Ivan. Maros. Oh yeah, Ivan.
0: Yeah, yeah. Hold on, Maroshchenko. There we go. Ivan Maroshchenko. Um, Mar- one thirty. Okay, you you got it. Yeah, one fifty to one. Um, you know, if he's playing in the top six with ov then yeah, that's pretty interesting to me. Um, but you know, it. it we just don't know. Yet. Um, we saw a lot of different combinations in training camp. So I don't think Washington's a team that we really know for sure. And it seems like Connor McMichael is going to be the young guy who actually benefits from playing in the top six. Um, so not, not anything else there that I uh, want to dive into. So let's wrap it up with the Vezina. Uh, we love goaltenders on this show. We spent a lot of time in the best puck Lobbies uh, drafting goaltenders talking about how important it was to get goaltenders right, how important it was to value goaltenders you know, the exact opposite of how we treat DFS. So, for one more day, uh, let's put on our goalies actually matter caps. And DJ, which goalie will matter the most in 2023
1: 24? Um, Stuart Skinner is 100 to 1.
0: That he is. Um, All right, yeah. Stuart Skinner. <laughs> It's kind of interesting that Jack Campbell isn't even listed, but uh, you know, because there was some hype that, or no, he is listed 100-1 as well, because there was some hype that uh, Jack Campbell was actually going to be number one out of um to start the regular season, so uh, let's see. Thank you. Yeah, yeah I wonder um, <laughs> Apple in at 300-1, to 1, just Feels like the sort of move that I would have made two years ago when I was like all in on the Sharks and like, oh my gosh, these guys can't be bad. Like they have three players that I really like. You know, not acknowledging they have absolutely nobody else. Um, but yeah, Craig Anderson, on <laughs> yeah, yeah, what if. Uh, eight
1: to one Vasilevsky, another another just <laughs> yeah, just glad it's awesome.
0: Still great 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 work by everyone involved um so yeah Georgiev at 25 to 1 stands out to me like why is he there and Carter Hart is 30 to 1 I have no idea um you know like Georgiev is just as locked in as Hart is on a uh I don't know DJ how many levels above (laughs) Philadelphia is Colorado um is there a number large enough okay yeah that's what I thought um as far as other long shots, uh, type, you know, Sorokin four to one, Shosturkin six to one, you six to one. Um as far as other long shots, I think Samsonov 75 to 1. If the Leafs, you know, are a 109-point team, Samsonov probably leads the league and wins or comes close to it, like unless Joseph Wall is really the guy. Maybe he comes in at a la Stuart Skinner and you know, whatever. Um, but I, I just I don't think the Leafs are gonna leave Samsonov out to dry the way that uh Leon Dreisidel does to his goaltenders nightly. So um yeah, I, I kinda like Samsonov there at seventy five and uh Bennington at seventy five as well. But you know, I I'm more I think I like Nashville more than St. Louis is my long shot in the central. So not anything that I'm gonna chase in Bennington, despite yeah. the starts that I'm confident he sees. Yeah, I,
1: I think I think we touched yeah, Georgiev Samsonov. Enough, and Stuart Skinner. Those are the three. And then cool. most um, of you like a chalk goalie enough. Go for it. But yeah, that, that's that's correct.
0: Cool. Um. Alright, so do you have bets placed on the actual player props of the, uh, underdog or on DraftKings? Because I think those are the last yeah. things we can go through before we close that out.
1: Um, sure, yeah. Um, so I've been doing a lot of like pairing things together, so just obvious reasons. So like I did like to bring it under 35 and a half goals with Markin under 76 and a half points. And I did hints over 79 and a half points with Robertson over 102 and a half points. Like that's a bet. So a lot of my stuff is just in that vein because I, I don't know, I think it's better to pair like the events. Um, but posture knocks my favorite over 93 and a half. And I also really, I mentioned it. I like the Caulfield bet over on goals at 32 and a half. Um, I really liked Vasilevsky under 32 and a half wins. So I have that in a bunch of slips too, <laughs> but that's gone. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry about that. Um, what else, what else? The Benethead over 84 and a half points. That was another one I really liked. Um, we project him a good bit higher. I also included a Brady over 85 and a half with dudes over 90 and a half. Just again, like Brady should have been producing more goals, and if the books are correct and it's actually Sutil who's going to score more, maybe even like they're going to play together at five on five in the power play. So why not? You yep. know, if either of them have that upside in them, like they they pair together very nicely. I did put one slip yeah, with the guard over 69 and a half points. Other than that, nice. I don't know if there's anything I'm super high on, but yes, nice.
0: Okay. So, um, yeah, the the main thing I think that DJ is pointing out uh, implicitly is that um, Underdog allows you to pair players like together from the same team. I'm not even sure if you can pair different players together on DraftKings. Like, I think yeah, you can't even parlay like Adam Fantilli and yeah. Alex Ovechkin. Um, But Underdog does let you do that. So we do have another couple days, I guess, for for those uh, NHL season uh props if you want to target those basically if you see it on DraftKings it will be on underdog so at least give it a look you know because I totally agree with you like even if I don't feel super strongly about Brady Kipchuk or Tim Stutzla um their numbers paired together are going to be so tightly correlated that like yeah maybe Brady misses 20 games and like that's the difference or vice versa but like odds are that if one hits the other is also hitting so, like, just pair them, and, like, it doesn't really matter what the odds are in my estimation. Um, so, like, that's interesting. Um, and I definitely second the Delamarkin and, and DeBrinket one. Um, I, I've come around a bit on DeBrinket lately, but um, certainly not at these numbers. Um, right. Let's see. Yeah, I think, I think that's about it then, so.
1: Yep, no, I don't, I mean, do Feel free to DM me any questions. Um Puckluck 2. the rankings for like Yahoo and Yes are free. So if you wanted to just like check what the model is saying for a player on the season, it'd be a pretty easy way to do it. Uh it'll give you, you know, all the stuff. So if you want to double check that too, go right ahead. Or just DM me, etc.
0: Okay. Here's one. Central division leading goal scorer. Joe Pavelski 201. I mean Miko Ransom no. two to one.
1: Thank you for asking.
0: Jason Robertson two two and a half to one. Kaprizov two and a half to one. McKinnon seven to one. Hints twelve to one. I mean, Joe Pavelski two hundred to one. Philip Forsberg at one hundred to one. DJ. Anything?
1: Yes, there you go. Now, now you're okay. okay. That is correct. Okay. Philip Forsberg at um, hundred to one. I didn't even see that. I don't. Maybe I don't I have it.
0: it. Um, it's it's under player yeah. stats like division leaders.
1: That I might throw in. I I mean he is there my most go. drafted player on underdog for the year. I might as well bet more money on him.
0: Absolutely. Um, let's see. I actually had something kind of cool. Let's see, Philip Forsberg. I don't have this per game per 60 stuff. So um, because I, I built something for the my, my newsletter where I was running players through c- comparing their ranks in the in various categories. Um but uh i'll need to do per minute type stuff because when you look at per minute forsberg was actually unbelievable last season um yeah. so like if if the team is anywhere close to good and he stays healthy then i think that number is an absolute joke so yeah okay.
1: me too uh, last
0: last Skolansky dollars yeah there right goes. yes your skolanski box yep uh dj you were the NCA Frozen Four master last year. Who's winning it this year? Do you have any takes or not yet?
1: College dude, I looked at nothing, and I, I honestly, <laughs> I want to subscribe. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to read their stuff. But
0: did did you do a ton of research last year for your uh, for your bets you were touting?
1: Uh I mean, I I, mean, I did some. I didn't do none. Like I was looking into things, <laughs> okay. but. Like, it wasn't like there was all that much sophistication other than like, wait a minute, you mean the team that like outscored their, I just kind of looked through like a lot of the raw stuff. And then I would look at the teams and go like NHL prospect hunting. And then, yeah, wasn't anything too crazy. The books just were making shit up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Easiest way uh, to put it. it Makes sense. Um, It doesn't look like. What a run. Yeah. It doesn't look like we can bet on. Um, uh like player level um numbers for nca like who's gonna win the hobie baker that sort of thing so um oh well yeah that'll I think that'll do it. I mean unless there's anything else you wanted to cover uh basically just wanted to go through this to sort of get like our piping hot takes off our chest before opening night. Um we will be back on uh Monday for the Tuesday opening night slate podcast so feel free to uh tune back in for that Make sure you're going back through and listening to the team by team previews if you have not done so, uh, especially if you are looking to say get the the six teams on tap for Tuesday night, you know that they're clearly labeled in the names of the episodes, I have timestamps for every team as well so you can spend, you know, uh, basically 30 minutes of your time and get all six teams um, just Pretty easily with the timestamps and the labeling. So, um, a nice little way to get yourself refreshed. Um, but, DJ, anything else you want to push before we close out?
1: Uh, no, do you have uh, your official cup winner? Is you going? Did you say Vegas for sure? Is that like lock it in?
0: Mm, my official cup winner? Mm, no, I think I'm going to go with someone from the East. I like God do I really have to say Toronto? Like, I just think Toronto is an awesome hockey team. Like they just do everything well and they just lose in the playoffs and it happens, but man, uh, awesome. Matthews, I think it's going to go insane this year.
1: Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I want to say the devils and I'm, I'm struggling to <clears throat> utter the words, but that's the team of last year going into the playoffs. I'm like, this is the team. So I'm just going to stick with the New Jersey devils. Like, I'm not going to bet it because I think the pricing is egregious, but I'm going to go with Devils win the cup. Although I bet Winnipeg, so smart.
0: (laughs) Well, Hey, uh, if either of those teams win, you'll make some serious money regardless. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know that the, the futures, the team Stanley cup futures are the least interesting market. I think to me, just because, you know, it's so unlikely that something pays off. Yada, yada. The markets are so juiced. Um. But yeah, Uh, was there one bet we talked about that you feel the best about as far as like any of the bets we've covered? Um, Awards? I I
1: mean, I think my favorite futures. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a a couple that come to mind. Like we didn't even talk about uh, coach of the year, but I saw somewhere that it was like 17 to one on Lindy Ruff. That just feels like (laughs) the biggest lifetime achievement. It may have changed because you see the cup odds now. Um, I think someone said it was like 12 to one or 11 to one. Even with that, I, like I if this Devils team it, is, so, yeah, yeah, competing at the top, that is just man, it, it it is exactly who they want to give it to, you know. Like I get, and I get like Granado's at yeah. like the same odds. I'm pretty sure, and the Sabers make the playoffs. I think Lindy Ruff is even better, though. I really do. So I think that's probably my favorite bet on the board as far as like upside, like um, just because I think the Devils are good, and then posture knock over 93 and a half points that I still think that's my favorite bet in, in totality for any player point. Um, and that Montreal better than Chicago. I think that's pretty strong.
0: Montreal. Yeah. Um, I like all of those, honestly. Um, let's see. So I'm, I'm just eyeballing these insane player specials. Um, some that stand out to me, uh, Jack Hughes and Quinn Hughes and Luke Hughes to combine for 250 points. Um, that's pretty interesting, especially with Luke Hughes now being on like uh, the nominal power play one with Jack Hughes. Um, I think Quinn Hughes should be able to pick up, you know, some of his own four to one, maybe not quite enough, uh, you know, uh, to get there, but um, certainly within range if Jack Hughes puts up a hundred. So um, just something interesting there. And Evan Bouchard, 80 plus points, 10 to 1. Speaking my language. Um, so uh, those are some silly ones, but in general, I feel pretty good about the um about the Norris long shots we talked about. Um, I don't know if I'm strongest on uh Dobson or Werensky. I think those are two. You know, you mentioned Varensky. I mentioned Dobson. Those two sort of stood out to me the most as like the long shots. I'm in, you know, that I'm willing to invest in for this season. And then for the team that I'm most willing to uh, bet on, I think it's Washington. Just I can see the path much more clearly than any other team. If that's like listed as poorly as the Capitals are, so maybe it's not to win the cup, and I don't think it's to make the playoffs. But maybe something like a hundred point season um, you can get at let's see, you can get that at eight to one. Like that might be the right range where it's like, yeah, they, they don't need to win the president's trophy. You don't need to win the Stanley cup, but they just have to be like a very good team. And I can at least see it with their goaltending and defense and, you know, the, the forwards that I think they have coming back. It's just a bet on them being healthy again. So uh, certainly the player stuff I'm more interested in, but just thought that one was like the strongest high level takeaway I had from this episode where I'm like, hmm, maybe I am higher on Washington than the field um, and think I have a decent reason. So let's get out of here. Uh, any final, final thoughts?
1: Subscribe, like, rate,
0: review.
1: Uh, we beg for your engagement.
0: Yes. I will drop uh DJ's link tree in the description of this podcast. Um, that has a lot of links to every possible thing you could ever want from the two of us. So um, do check that out. And you know, if there's something there that you weren't, uh, you weren't expecting like oh wow i didn't know that matt had a newsletter i didn't know dj was doing you know this this uh video stuff or whatever um the links are there so um i would appreciate you guys to check that out making sure you follow us on twitter at when you pod i am at fake moods djs at dj underscore mitchell 94 and i think that's everything so we will see you all on Monday night to preview Tuesday's three-game opening slate. Best of luck as you are closing out your Best Puck Classic entries. Best of luck as you are uh, reserving your DraftKings entries for opening night. Uh, 50K to first, woo-hoo. And best of luck as you are uh, grinding out these Toe Drag Tuesday uh, entries on the underdog market. So all that said, thank you all for listening. From Doug, from DJ, from myself, Have a good season, everybody, and we will see ya.